This is the Youth Worker Collective Podcast. We have your back with everything from games, lessons, and coaching. YouthworkerCollective.com Welcome to the Youth Worker Collective Podcast. I'm Jeremy Steele, and I'm here with two fantastic youth workers. First off, we've got Kurt Franklin. Can you tell us uh, where you're serving? Yeah, my name's Kurt Franklin. I am serving in the Illinois Great Rivers Conference as the Associate Coordinator of Camping and Youth Ministries. And Chris. Hey, it's Chris Lynch. I serve in the South Carolina Conference as the Director of Ministries with Young People. So we are talking about responding to student faith questions Students have questions about their faith, definitely, period. There's no question about that. So just let me just open the floor. When a student has a question about faith, what is your hope for the initial response for either you or uh, somebody working in your ministry with teens? What are you wanting them to hear? I think the first thing that I want to do or want my youth workers or volunteers to do is to acknowledge and celebrate the fact that they're questioning. Yes. yes. I think sometimes we tend to think questions are a bad thing, but I, I think that it's good for us to know that if they have questions, that usually is a sign of growth. Yeah, and absolutely. It, it, you know, it's, it's something that is young people don't, well, young people, adults, we're trying to wrap our finite minds around an infinite thing of faith and it's impossible mm-hmm. to do. So I think we're always going to have, there are always questions. So I think the first thing I want to do is acknowledge it's a good thing that they're questioning because they're trying to understand. They're they're trying to move away from where they are in their understanding to a new place of understanding of their faith. And so I think that that's the first thing I want to do is celebrate that. Yeah, absolutely. Kurt, I wonder, you know, a, a lot of times when you have people that are not theologically trained working with youth, sometimes questions make them a little concerned, scared, because they don't know the answer to some of these questions. When that happens, what is the the sort of response that we want to see people have with students when they ask a question and we don't know the answer? Sure. So uh, oftentimes, especially like in camping, where we have counselors that are not really trained theologians, uh, they run into that. Campers will come up with some real tough questions, and we work hard trying to get them to not respond with some random thing, but to really listen to the question and figure mm-hmm. out what they're trying to figure out, and then explore things together. Come to a pastor, try to figure out what it is that they're trying to learn. Yeah, I I think the I don't know is just really powerful when a a student asks somebody that they expect to have the answers and they recognize that they don't have the answers. (laughs) That can be so helpful. Chris, what are some resources that you direct people to to say, hey, you know what, when you have questions, where do you go to start looking for answers if you don't have those or equip volunteers in that way? Well, I mean, I think those resources can be, you know, far and wide. Obviously, as Christians, we want to look at Scripture. <laughs> Obviously, you know, right. they're not directly in Scripture. Then you're looking at other resources from whatever, maybe books or pastors or other folks in our in our churches. You know, there's there's all sorts of places to turn to look at different perspectives. But that's just it. Sometimes in faith, there are no cut and dry answers. You know, it's not a it's Faith is not black and white, right? which is why it's important, I think, that when we don't know the answer, we say, I don't know, and, and that's okay. You know, is, right. is, is 
you know, because we, like I said earlier, we're still growing as adults. We're growing in our faith too. And we don't ever stop growing this side of eternity. So for me, it's all about knowing what the question is. I can't think right, of a right. general resource of, oh, here's the, here's my go-to. If I've got a question, you know, it's like bibleanswers.com. You know, right, I have, right. And by the way, that's not a real, it may not be a real resource. So I don't, I'm just saying, but okay. I don't. <laughs> and that's probably not the one you want anyway, if it is. Right. <laughs> and, that's just, and that's what I'm saying. You're going to go, if you go to Google, oh, to look at right. the answers, you're going to find a thousand different ways to, to answer the question. Right. And so then it's almost like in finding the answer, you end up with more questions. <laughs> and for me, you know, I, I like to think of those resources often being relational resources, right? I, I have some really smart theology people, right? They can help me with the, the sort of theological questions. I've got some smart Bible people. I've got That's some right. smart science people. And what, what I want to do is, steer, like you said, steer away from a Google search and into people who I can trust, who know about something and, and teach the students about, because it's, it's also an opportunity to teach them about how to vet sources, right? When they're looking yeah. for answers. And, and I also think too, you know, you think about, Western quadrilateral stuff of you know scripture reason what does the church say you know maybe right. there's answers let's go look at the the book of resolutions or or social principles or the book of discipline even you know are there, what does our church say so I think those sort of things too of, of what well, is another opportunity to teach not just answer the question but also teach you know about our about how we think and how we work and how we where and how we find those answers in our in our tradition so yeah. Kurt, I've been doing a, a lot of thinking about this because I've been um, working on a book about questions. And, and one of the things I really have been trying to get my wrap my head around is this idea of creating a culture of questioning, right? And, and creating a, a place where questions are valued and also where our answers are not seeking to complete the questioning process but that our answers really lead to more questions. Because I really feel like a good answer about God should lead you to new questions. I, I wonder, Kurt, how have you fostered a culture that is accepting and encouraging of questions? What, what are some things that we can do to help build that in our youth ministries? Yeah, well, I know for myself, when youth workers ask questions, I tend to respond with a question right. uh, just to try to inspire them to keep thinking. Yeah. So I try to do that just in all the things that I do. So that way it kind of begins creating that culture. It doesn't really always good. work to pass down, but that's kind of the idea. Usually when they try to do stuff like that as well, they see the benefit from it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I try to help point them to places in scriptures where uh, that's oftentimes just how Jesus answered questions uh, with questions mm -hmm. and usually worked out good for him. <laughs> I actually had a friend talk to me about a book where called Jesus is the Question. It's about that exact thing that you just said. It says the <laughs> the subtitle is the 307 questions Jesus asked and the three he answered. I love that. Like <laughs> it's so powerful to recognize that and to not just give lip service to it, but actually to <laughs> practice it ourselves. Chris, what about you? How do you foster a, a culture of where questions are valued and, and it seems like a safe place to ask them? Well, I, th I think that's just it. It's culture of relationship so that those conversations are happening on a regular basis. I'm in a training event now for uh, clergy in South Carolina and 
on the way down, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about, had done some, Barna had done some research about with people who are active in the church, that only 11% of people who are highly active in the church had conversations about spiritual matters more than once per once a week. Right. And right. You, know, you hear a lot about relation, relational ministry, relationships and youth ministry and all for that. But I think the most important thing is not just building relationships, not just building friendships with these young people, but it's building relationships so that you build a, a, a relational bridge that's strong enough to hold deep conversation. Mm-hmm. And so I think part of that is having yourself as the leader, training your volunteers that the most important thing they can do in ministry is build relationships and have conversations about faith with those young people. And I think as you, what, what I have experienced is, is as that happens, as that's a regular part of the norm, then that's where they're much more comfortable to ask, to ask those questions when there's, that's a regular conversation that once a week or so, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out to these young people that I've in a small group or whatever, and, and, and we're going to have conversations, but also I'm going to ask you, Hey, you know, how's your, what with God? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. or where are you growing in your faith right now? Where is mm-hmm. where is that growing edge, so to speak, in your faith with, with Jesus right now? And so you 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 ask questions and, and that, that then help uncover some of those questions that hopefully they're maybe they're not asking them that they're about to begin to ask. <laughs> right. And I think part of it is not being afraid of questions in general. Like, I think you were just talking about that, you know, the questions that they're about to ask. I think sometimes we avoid talking about issues because we're afraid, what if somebody hasn't thought of that question before? Well, that whole orientation is faulty thinking because it's built on this idea that questions are bad, right? Posing a question to a kid that they haven't thought of might be a bad thing. And and if anybody needs this sort of any sort of biblical backup for a parent challenging you about asking questions, just remind them that when Thomas questioned deep questions about the reality of who Jesus was and what he was doing, Jesus didn't shame him or silence his questions. Jesus answered his questions with evidence right? We have in our DNA from the from the disciples onward, questioning as part of it, and it's not a bad thing. And, and really, that's what we hope this podcast maybe could help you do, to value questions in students. Because sometimes when students have asked you a question, or when you've answered some question, and a parent has called the senior pastor upset that you answered a question... <laughs> you could feel kind of alone. But when we you sit down and, and get, get online to work uh, in youth ministry, don't we won't want you to feel like you're alone. We want you to feel like we've got your back. So that's why we do the Youth Worker Collective. We've got games, ideas, lessons, coaching, all of that uh, available at theyouthworkercollective.com and more podcasts like this one at theyouthworkercollective.com slash podcast. Mm-hmm.